Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan, and I am currently sick with the cold, but we're going to bust this uh, podcast out. So the other day, I tried doing a Terminator Dark Fate review, but my laptop shut off mid-recording, and I didn't end up saving it. So we're just going to be doing the review right now about the movie, and I know it's really late, but... I'm here to give you my own take on it, and obviously, not everybody has the same opinions I do on a movie, so I think it's very well worth watching. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Comic Book Cast, too, because I got to actually sit down and uh, talk with the main man himself and uh, get some advice on how to do podcasting better, because I do want to make this into a career, maybe, hopefully, sometime down the road once I'm more professional at it and better with it, I can actually do one with him. That'd be pretty awesome. But, um, I know his name obviously isn't comic book cast too, but I just don't want to pronounce his name wrong. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it like that. Cause I feel bad when I pronounce names wrong, even though I don't mean to. So it's just, oh, I'm going to leave it at that. But so let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Now, a lot of people hated this movie, and I don't understand why. And I'm going to give you my opinions on and reasons as to why I don't hate the movie. I actually really enjoyed Terminator Dark Fate. So a lot of people, when the images, including myself, when it first uh, surfaced that this movie was going to have a pretty much all-female cast... I was like, okay, are we going to get a feminist agenda pushed into this movie? Because I like Terminator movies, okay? Um, It's not my number one movie franchise out there. That would either go to Marvel's MCU, which is a franchise in and of itself. Um, So yeah, it would either have to do uh, with the MCU or the Predator franchise or top two. I would say Transformers if, you know, half the movies were good. But they are not. So, when it comes to Terminator, I love T1 and T2. Nothing can beat T1 and T2. But Terminator Dark Fate is a standout third place, in my opinion. And here's why. So, a lot of people like to complain about how John Connor got gender-swapped, practically. But there's a story reason behind it. John Connor gets murdered in the beginning of this movie. In turn, that means that the future resistance leader is going to change. He's not alive to be the fucking leader. And yes, it just happens to be a woman. Now, whatever your, you know, whole, um, spiel is on a, a female character, Captain Marvel, that movie wasn't for me. I was bored. I personally didn't think the character was relatable, and I just, I, I didn't resonate with her, okay? I, I'm so excited for Black Widow. Like, that's, like, that's one of my top movies of this year that I'm really excited for. But when it comes to this movie, the female characters did a good job. Lim Ham- Hamilton came back, was badass as she always has been. Um, then we got introduced to this new character, Grace, and she was actually really cool. I I liked the whole cybernetics and bi and and biotic augmentation route they went with her being able to kind of fight a Terminator at least in short bursts, which was awesome to see because we didn't see that. And obviously, they give a story as to how the Protector sends, and yes, this is, this is like other Terminator movies, this part, where the Protector sends back, uh, or, 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 or the main leader sends back a Protector to protect their younger self, which is really cool. However, 
Um, I think that there there are a few flaws in the movie when it comes to the whole, um, at least when it comes to the whole, like, Legion and Skynet thing. And this is the only real big gripe I have with the movie. So, maybe I just don't understand the timeline. But, Skynet gets destroyed on Judgment Day. But, yeah, a Cyberdyne Systems Terminator was sent to kill John. And then they talk about this new AI that creates Legion, or that makes Legion, which makes different Terminators. The Rev-9, to be exact, because that was the main antagonist of the newest Terminator movie. But that's not a Cyberdyne Systems model. So, did... Now, and like I said, because this is this is one of the only major fly I had with this movie, because I just don't understand it. So, did Cyberdyne Systems send back a Terminator, and once it killed John, then the future got changed, and then Legion was created? Because if they destroyed Cyberdyne Systems, and they destroyed Skynet, how was a Cyberdyne Systems modeled Terminator, T-800, able to come back and murder John? If they don't exist anymore. That's what doesn't make sense to me. If you guys know. You can let me know on my Facebook. You can always send us you know, messages. Uh, at PC Boys. Capital PC. Space capital B. Lowercase OIZ. And you know you can send us messages. And, and explain that if you do know. But for me that was one thing I couldn't wrap my head around. But other than that I liked it. Uh, CGI was good. Um, a lot of, I, I did like the, uh, Terminator, I love how in, about every Terminator movie, they're hiding out in a hotel, which I think is funny, and how they all steal clothing off of people, I think that's pretty funny too, but, um, I really liked how the Rev-9 Terminator, how they actually gave him, a Terminator, some, uh, actual character development, they gave him machine, a character development, they gave him manners, which was quite interesting, Facial expressions, which was awesome to see facial expressions on a Terminator. And, um, last but not least, uh, a Terminator that can split in two. And the Rev-9 is such an innovation in the Terminator franchise that I hate when people are like, well, it's practically the TX from, uh, T3 and the T-1000 from T2, but it's like, it's not. It's two different fucking robots. You have the fucking ex or the skeleton and then you have the gooey or the the skin quote unquote skin uh molecular armor that forms into clothing and look but yeah the the terminator i thought the rev9 was fucking amazing it was vicious it was unrelenting like the original terminator but it's a lot faster it runs on all fours it's more aggressive it's got blades Oh, this Terminator was so fucking cool. And it, oh, this is what I loved. Grace's backstory, right? Grace's backstory was one of the big pros for me in this movie because we got to see why she got bi- uh, biomedically augmented, right? It's because she was pretty much on the brink of death, okay? After protecting one of her commanding officers, um, and she pulled was pulling him off an air carrier of some sort. I'm not going to say helicopter because it wasn't a helicopter, but... And they got attacked by Rev-9s. Now, actually, here's another here's another downside. So, in this one scene, for some reason, the Rev-9s look very squid-like. They look a lot like the Ceph 
from the Crisis franchise. For those of you who haven't played the Crisis video game franchise, which you probably should because I fucking love it and I think it's one of the best series ever in gaming. It was revolutionary first time. But the Seth aliens pretty much have like like these metal bodies and then fucking tentacles that come out of their back. But that's pretty much what a Seth looks like. And I was like, why the fuck do these things look so... They don't look like that they, they exist. Like, the skeletal part of them is fine, but it's like the liquid armor part on the outside. It just looks so weird. I wasn't a fan of that. It just It didn't look right in that one scene. I was not a fan of it, but... It is, uh... It's okay. You know, I, I overlooked it. The action was great. Arnold, oh my gosh. So... I love how they made the joke where he's like, I have all these weapons to protect my family. Also, we were in Texas. <laughs> it's like that, you know, that's that's a that's a well-deserved joke. You know, they do have some uh, female power moments in there, but due to the fact that they kind of played it on both ends of the spectrum with that and then the Texas joke, it's uh, it's pre- it's pretty cool. You know, it, it kind of covers both ends of the spectrum, showing that like they are very different in, in their respective ways, but. I really, really uh, enjoyed uh, seeing how Grace sacrificed herself a lot like Reese did uh, in Terminator 1 for the the future, well, not future Resistance leader, it was in Dark Fate, but for, like, for Sarah Connor in the first movie, and that was pretty cool. Um, I just think that the Rev-9 mixed in with, uh, the backstory of Grace, and then just having Linda Hamilton's character is kind of just like that, that one character, she, she's kind of like the Jamie Lee Curtis, or the Laurie Strode from the new Halloween movies of this movie, she's like, oh man, you know, I've been fucked up, you know, and I, you know, people think I'm crazy, but, you know, I fucking know my shit, and what I'm talking about, and, you know, you got fucking Laurie Strode out here trying to kill Michael Myers, and lure him to her, to her house, and then you got fucking, um, Linda Hamilton's character, like, I have this cell phone, once I take it out of the bag and turn it on, I'll let them know where I am, once I've set the ambush, it's like, it's like, um, are you, are you gonna want to take those odds, Linda? Because, um, Lori almost died facing Michael in 2018, and he's an old fucking man, and he's been locked up for a while, not really in the best of shape, and you're wanting to take on a fucking Terminator, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, because I could kind of, di- uh, I could actually take it and connect it to a different movie, um, but I thought it was really, really cool, you know, I think the fact that this Terminator movie did do something different with the villain, you know, giving him, yes, like, very recognizable things from the TX and from the T-1000, but at the same time, they gave him facial expressions, he had manners, he was actually, you know, like, he had full-on sentences, like, for instance, if you look at, like, a T-800, whenever it talks or anything, it looks like a robot. Like, it's such a robotic expression. Same thing with any other Terminator. The The T-1000 is the only one that kind of showed expression, but when it went full Terminator, it obviously was a machine. Just the way it's concentration and all that. But, I think it's, uh, I thought it was a pretty good fucking movie. I thought that the uh, story was good, the characters were developed right, for those of you that are mad that John Connor's dead and that a girl's replacing him, there's a story significance. And when I was doing my interview earlier uh, with Ar- Armin, 
I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name. I said Armenis in the past. If I fucked it up, I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to butcher names here, but I was talking about how people, you know, tend to get, you know, mad about this whole, this whole situation. And I was like, you know, it would be justified if they killed, uh, or if they kept John Connor alive. And then they just changed the future resistance leader because we need a female to lead it because diversity, but they didn't. They killed John Connor, which changed the events of the future, which means that the leader changed, which obviously meant switching it to a girl at that point makes sense in the story. For instance, with Captain Marvel, when she had, like, you know, they, they talked about how she was this amazing woman in the past and stuff and how she's really powerful, but when she gets to her ultimate power point, she's already been kicking everybody's ass the entire way through the movie. So by the time we got to that point, there was just no dramatic impact, right? And that all had to do with storytelling because instead of showing her progress and overcome big challenges like fighting her enemy and getting her ass kicked, she didn't have that. She didn't have that moment of down, down and out. And Danny did have a down and out moment. Her fucking father got killed. Her brother got killed. She's on the run from something that's trying to kill her. She's a fucking young adult. Her life's pretty fucked. And she got through that and was determined to kill the Terminator and was willing to do anything and became a leader as the movie went on. Captain Marvel, they kind of just said she's really good at these things. You know, they had exposition from other characters. But herself, she just was very robotic. Would it be funny to say that Captain Marvel felt more like a robot than the Rev-9 did, and that was an actual robot? Just just because of the facial expressions throughout most of the movie, but... There's a difference when it comes to female characters. If you do it right, you make it a story reason. That is what I like about the movie. They made things happen in a story sense. They didn't just switch John Connor to a girl. They killed John Connor, which altered the events of the future. And that is why the leader is a female. Because the leader got changed. It could have been another male, but it wasn't. Got switched to a female. And it's perfectly fine, regardless of what... Like I said, I'm Republican-leaning, but that was a good story point to why the leader changed. Instead of just being like, oh yeah, John's alive, but we're having a female leader now in the, in the future because uh, diversity. You see, that's not a good reason. That reason would piss me off and make me dislike that whole arc of her being a leader. But due to the fact that they did it right, and they gave it a logical reason that John's dead, so somebody has to take that leader spot in the future for the resistance, and it's her... Danny, that makes sense. That works. Grace, they explain her backstory. Her and a whole bunch of other future soldiers in the resistance are taking their commander. They're attacked. She's gravely wounded and in the midst of almost dying and taking a lot of damage. She was like, I volunteer as tribute to be put, you know, into this program to, you know, cybernetically enhance her. And they show that backstory pretty well. They didn't take a whole bunch of time to explain it, but they did enough for us to understand how she got the way she is, which is cool. I like that. And then Linda Hamilton returns and is badass. And she's dealing with the fallout of John getting murdered. And she has a personal vendetta and is out to kill every fucking Terminator that walks on the earth. So, all in all, the movie did what it needed to. Had a chase scene, 
They hid in a motel, checking the Terminator boxes here. They had an amazing villain that actually was a good infiltrator unit. And I know a lot of people are like, why the fuck do you care if a robot has emotion and stuff? Because throughout all the Terminator movies, it's all about the infiltration unit. It's an infiltrator. It's meant to deceive you. Well, the Rev-9 is the most convincing at being a human because fucking the T-1000 is only convincing. Well, he's not really convincing. He just goes around asking questions wearing a police officer outfit. The T-800 looked like a robot, facial expression-wise, in the way that it talked and had no emotion. And the T-1000, same thing. It's, except the fucking woman looked like she was constipated half the fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, a believable human. But the Rev-9 smiling, cracking jokes. And in one scene, he's like, yeah, you know, I was in the army and I served two tours in Afghanistan, when he goes to a metal detector, instead of being like, oh, fuck, you caught me, time to kill you now, he was like, oh, let me give a logical explanation, and then they let him go, and I was like, that is an infiltration unit, everybody talks about a perfect Terminator infiltration unit, the Rev-9 does it, the motherfucker just told the cop, yeah, I have a hip replacement, because I've been in two tours, and it's metal, and then they let him walk in, instead of murdering everybody, I mean, he eventually does, but he didn't there. And he used infiltration unit, actual fucking protocols, thought the situation through, and got closer to his target. And that's what I like about the Rev-9. It is a infiltrator unit. It is a very convincing unit. It isn't the T-800 that has robotic expressions and speech. Because the only thing convincing about that is its skin. The act it puts on is not convincing. Number two, the T-1000 is a big fucking sludgy mob of nothing. It doesn't really show any expression. It pretends to be, it wears a cop uniform. If it didn't wear a cop uniform, might as well be the T-800. And then the TX from T-3, I mean, looks like she's constipated. And then she goes around fucking with a deagle. I think it's a deagle. Maybe not. Maybe it was a 1911. She just goes around fucking blowing four bullets in every fucking target she has on her radar. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, this this Terminator be out here as an infiltrator unit with quotation marks. But then she just, you know, dries up to the nearest fast food mart where one of John Connor's fucking generals or whatever is and blows four holes into him and then drives away. What an infiltration unit you are. And then you got the Rev-9 over here, smiling, using manners, you know, acting like an actual human being before and, you know, at least up, up, up until it gets to, like, two feet from its target and then it proceeds to go Terminator mode. I don't know. I just, I love the Rev-9. Fucking amazing. Arnold comes back as Carl and um, does what the T-800 does, you know, he kicks ass. He dies. Uh, but I did like how they tried to make him more human, where he's like, I am the father of this, of this boy, and I'm just like, he, what? They made, they made Arnold a family man, like, I fucking loved it. And then seeing the corona beer with all the coronavirus memes going on and shit, I'm just like, you know, it kind of is perfect timing when I watched the movie, because that gave me a good chuckle. But yeah, um... Seeing Arnold's character, instead of just being a fucking robot that protects John or whatever, like, he actually becomes a father for years and starts to understand what he took away from Sarah Connor, and that was pretty amazing, and I thought that that was a uh, really good display of 
giving a machine human features. You see, the Rev-9, it's a convincing infiltration unit, right? It smiles, it acts like a human, has dialogue, thinks situations through. But at the end of the day, it's still a cold-hearted machine that's out to kill its target. But the T-800, after all this time, actually does develop emotion and shows it the best that it can, but understands it can never fully feel what a human feels. And there was just something about the T-800 in this movie that was very human to it, other than its skin. There was an actual feeling of a man that loves his family. And we know the T-800 unit can't, you know, cry and that it can't show emotion like the Rev-9. But you had two Terminators in this movie made very human in different ways. Although the T-800 can't show emotion like the Rev-9, it explains itself like it's a self-free conscious human being. The Rev-9 puts on a charade... And is a badass killing machine. But it does its infiltration job well. So my thoughts on Terminator. What is the final score? I give this movie an 8 out of 10. And I know a lot of people don't like Dark Fate. You don't have to agree with my opinion. It's just my opinion as to why I like it. I like the fact that they gave the Terminators. Both of them human qualities in different ways, though. One actually starting to feel what humans do, but can't, but realizes it can't fully feel that. And then having one being a good infiltration unit and pretending to be a human. They did a good job with the Terminators, this movie. The action was great, CGI was good, except in a few spots. Um, Grace's backstory was good. Da- uh, Danny's story of her becoming the resistance leader makes sense. That works. Linda Hamilton comes back, is dealing with the loss of John, hunting Terminators down. That's all good. This movie overall has a solid plot. They did a few things different than in normal Terminator movies. They made the villain Terminators a lot of where, where a lot of the differences shine, being an actual good infiltration unit and acting like a human, being able to split in two using blades, and now we have, of course, you know, a different uh, AI unit, Legion. Um, seeing cybernetically augmented humans, that's a whole new um, ball game as well, um, and then showing us a future without John Connor. That's a very big difference because all the Terminator movies up until Genesis or even Genesis, I guess, relies on John Connor in some way. In T1, uh, Linda Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, has to survive so John can be born safe. T2. They're protecting John from being murdered by a T-1000 Terminator to save the future Resistance leader. T-3. Terminator T-800 comes back to save John from the T-X so he can lead the Resistance. T-4. It is John Connor and a few others. And John sends back Kyle Reese. Terminator Genesis. For some reason, John Connor's a fucking Terminator that can phase through shit. And then we get to Dark Fate and it's he's dead. So they really changed the ball game up with getting rid 
of John Connor. That's a big difference. Everybody is like, this is T1 and T2. It is by far not T1 and T2. They might look the same, but if you think about the differences in the evidence I've presented with how the Terminators both have changed on a infiltration unit level and acting like a human and one actually starting to feel emotion, that's very different. Not having John Connor in the future, very different. The setting. The movie's not in Los Angeles. The movie takes place half of it in Mexico. That's different. Not having John Connor in the future, that's different. Having cybernetic augment, uh, cybernetically augmented humans, that's different. There is a lot of different things they did in the movie. And they worked for me. I liked them. I'm not one of these people out here where if you put a female character in a movie, it's great. Or if you put a male character in a movie, it's great. You gotta make the story work. It all needs to make sense. It's like, for instance, if they were, you know, pushing a fucking... Like a full guns, right? Like a like a polit- uh, political thing about guns in a movie. And just oversaturated about how guns are here to save America or whatever. It would ruin the movie's story. Because instead of them using guns to just defend themselves, let's say it was a zombie movie. And, you know, them using guns to defend themselves. They're just talking about how it's the only thing that can protect them. And protect the Americans, you know, Second Amendment. It's like... I wouldn't enjoy that either. I might be Republican-leaning, but don't put politics in my movies, video games, or comics. I mean, unfortunately, the day and age we live in, that is going to happen. But for those that don't do that, or who at least make fun of everything, like GTA makes fun of the world we live in, those work. Or if there's a little of it. Like Captain Marvel, there wasn't as much in it. That's why I gave the movie a 7. Or a 7.5. Because it it was okay. It wasn't my movie. I was bored out of my mind watching it. But it was not the worst movie ever made. By any stretch of the imagination. I'd rather watch it over a lot of others I've fucking seen. But at the end of the day. Wasn't my movie. Terminator Dark Fate's up my alley. It's sci-fi. They did their story well. They changed things up from the original. Yes, they made it familiar. But they changed it up enough. For it to be its own standalone movie. And hopefully you guys respect my opinion on that. Because it is something that, you know, we all have different opinions. We're not all going to agree on things. But maybe by the evidence I pointed out today, when you go watch Terminator Dark Fate again, if you are somebody that doesn't enjoy this movie, just look at these little things. And even if you don't like the movie, at least, you know, acknowledge the fact that they did change it. It's not a play-by-play of T1 and T2. It's T1 and T2 with some different story elements and character elements. Very changed. You know, and like, even if you don't like it, at least admit, yeah, they, they did change quite a bit better or for worse. In your opinion, that's always going to be different than everybody else's for me. It worked, but to at least acknowledge that they did try to do something different while also keeping it familiar, because like I said, and this, and this goes for any movie 
or video game. You don't want to alter the game or movie so much that the original fan base you built around it feels alienated. But at the same time, you don't want to do a direct carbon copy that people get bored of it. You need to keep it old and new. Because if you keep it old and familiar in ways, people will resonate with it. They'll come back to it like, ah, oh, the fucking nostalgia. But then if you add new stuff, they're like, okay, that's pretty cool. Or maybe it won't work for some people. But you need to take risks. I think Terminator Dark Fate did take risks. It just took risks differently than most movies do. Nowadays, people take risks by, oh, you know, we're going to throw in a political thing. But what Terminator did was, we're going to make it feel like T1 and T2, but we're going to throw in um, a new resistance leader. We're going to throw in uh, different elements to the Terminators themselves. We're going to throw in a different setting of where the movie takes place. Like I said, the car chases, them being in a motel, or being leaded into a factory, which, by the way, always happens in a Terminator movie. They get led into a factory of some sort in T1. I think it was the car-making factory or whatever. In T2, it was that fucking, um, where they were melting stuff. In T3, uh, it was a bunker. Well, no, yeah, it was a bunker. T3 was a little different that way, but... There were differences in there slightly, but the ending was put in, you know, a place where there was something that was there to defeat the Terminator or to melt it because they always like to melt Terminators or crush them. But yeah, no, the movie was good and they did take risks. They did change some things up. And to, to say that it's a direct carbon copy is ignorant to say that because they did do different things. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to like the movie. Just do understand and acknowledge they did change some things. It is different. It is not the same movie as the other two. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Um, I, we did hit over 1,000 plays, so I'm very happy about that. I am going to be doing something special for that. I do want to do a live stream of a video game whenever I get it. Like, we have vacation coming up, so I'm probably going to do it some point next week. Um probably gonna do something like call of duty and you guys get to watch me you know rage on a live stream or maybe i'll do some doom or something but i'll play a game for you guys on a live stream for our 1k special because i don't do a lot of live streams and you know i've had people tell me yeah you know you need to do some more live streams and stuff so i'll do that and uh i'll let you guys know exactly what i'm doing it on um when we get there uh it'll probably be either monday or tuesday next week but I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I do want to do a Doom Eternal review at some point. I have watched it. I actually didn't hate that movie either. And uh, we'll do a review on that sometime down the road. Um, I do want to talk more about um, my concerns with the MCU going forward and things that I'm very excited about because I'm both very excited for a lot of the things that they're going to do, but I'm very scared about some of the things that they're going to do. I just watched Comic Book Cast, uh, a video not too long ago, talking about how uh, where Jade Foster gets cancer is like one of the major plot points in one of the Thor comics or comic line runs, and it was famous that even casuals know it. And they're not going to include it in the next movie, which makes no fucking sense. Because why would you want to alienate that audience? Why would you want to, you know, be like, oh, this thing made a lot of money, but, you know, I don't want to use it. So my movie won't make as much money. Like, I don't understand the whole point of that. But anyways, uh, I need to, you know, 
I need to stop podcasting, rest a little bit, because I got a bad cold. And I got home from a dance, so I'm quite tired. But thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you all in the next one.